BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bulls are now in their first winning streak of the season, led in large part by Kobe White and his 31 scoring exposure. We're going to talk about that and the growth of Kobe White and why. It's time for Bulls fans to realize, stop trying to count players out so early in their career. We're going to get to all that and more, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, of course, the Bulls have their first winning streak, albeit only a two-game winning streak, with two more winnable games coming up on the schedule against the San Antonio Spurs and Charlotte Hornets. Our next two games, which is reverse. Hornets first, then the Spurs. But you guys know what I mean on that. Uh, and so the Bulls have a chance here to get even further in that winning streak. Now, the way that the Bulls have been playing has been just excellent to see. In large part, led uh, Kobe White, you know, the three-point shooting explosion there. But even outside of that, the Chicago Bulls are just playing a brand of basketball that is fun, exciting, and scrappy. And when you play that way, you're going to be in more games than not. And that's what we're seeing with the Chicago Bulls team, even missing Zach Levine. Alex Caruso missing him for a half, right? But still having the talent that could come in step in and just perform well for the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls are really doing the things that AK and Eversley talked about them wanting this team to do uh, coming into the season. We shot the ball. We shot 43 pointers uh, yesterday, hitting it at a 42% clip. Again, not amazing, not leading the league or anything, but solid way above where they were last season. Also shooting 45% from the field. We also had 32 uh, assists on uh, 48 made baskets, which is a really good uh, ratio there. Turnovers. We got that down from the game against the Bucks. Only 13 turnovers on the game. Still a little bit on the high end, right? But overall, everybody's kind of excited and really kind of, uh, in some areas, caught off guard by how the Chicago Bulls have played these last two games, just really looking like a different team. And one of the things with DeMar coming back in this game as well, people wondered, okay, how is this going to change? Are they still going to be able to play as fast? And you saw DeMar kind of figured it out. Like, early in, earlier in the game, he slowed the, the game down a little bit, right? But then as the game went on, facilitating for Kobe, then in the fourth quarter, really kind of taking over that fourth quarter, and understanding, all right, now that we need to kind of seal it, this is my time to shine. And, you know, that's where DeMar can be the best at. Going four of six in the fourth quarter did DeMar DeRozan. Uh, and, you know, that was highly important for the Bulls to end up getting this win. And so when you look at the performance and the way that this team played, even with reincorporating DeMar DeRozan into the lineup and DeMar kind of figuring out, like, hey, these young guys kind of got it going. Now, we didn't see Nikola Vucevic not keep up the game that he had before. I'm not necessarily going to put that all 
on DeMar returning. We know they like to get their offense from the same spots, things like that. Uh, Valanciunas has always been kind of a, a difficult matchup for, 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 for Vooch. So I want to see going forward in the next couple of games how Vooch looks before, you know, I'm willing to say DeMar that. But DeMar played extremely well in that role. P. Will finding ways to impact the game, playing some of the best defense on Zion Williamson. He's played in his career. But then that scoring getting going in the second half for for, for Pat uh, as well, that was a good thing to see as Patrick Williams kind of, listen, in the, in the first half of this game, he was two for four. And so, you know, that's it's not terrible, right? It's not like he was shooting, but he only took four shots. But then you look at it. In the second half of this game, he goes four of seven in the second half of this game, scoring nine points. And then on top of the other things he was doing as well, uh, you know, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. Those are that's a, a a player that's finding a way to impact while not being a high priority on the scoring tier, and that is another thing. Io DeSumo coming in for for Alex Caruso when he was out in that second half, but even then, Io DeSumo in a, in a transition may be one of the most dangerous players on this team because you don't know is he going to stop and pop? Is he going to get to the rim? We're seeing Io DeSumo also not miss buckets at the rim like he did at points last season. He's rebounding extremely well from his uh, his sophomore slump that he had, getting 15 points in this game. And so, really, the young players really stood out in this game. Of course, it was led by Kobe White with an amazing stat line, 31 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 8 made 3-pointers, right? Kobe White has just grown exponentially, and this is why at the start of the season, when a lot of Bulls fans, not all of us, but a lot of Bulls fans were saying, hey, Kobe's not a starting point guard. Get Kobe out of there. He should not be out there with the starters. We need a different point guard. We need a true point guard. We need this, 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 and this. Kobe White is showing, hey, this is why you take patience with your young players. This is why you do that because while they're learning a new role, what comes out on the other side of going through those trials and tribulations can be much better for you. We got to stop shying away and being afraid to let a player fail at times in certain areas, right? Even then, he was leading the, leading uh, the league in in, in uh, charges drawn. I think he was third in the league in charges drawn at that point in time, even before his offense started round, rounding out. He's really starting to put it all together. And Kobe White is a big part of why you have to look at this. And you got to, we, we as, as fans have got to stop trying to label players so early into their career when there's so much left ahead. We can't keep being the team that or the fan base that complains about players going away and developing, but then at the same time wanting to be that fan base that's like, oh, they're a bust, get them out of there. Let's, how many people How many people did you guys see oh, the Bulls need to find a way to trade Patrick Williams, whatever it takes, get Patrick Williams out of there? In the 2021-22 season, how many Bulls fans did you say, oh, Kobe White's a damn man walking, you got to trade him by this trade deadline, he doesn't fit this team, and then now look, he's the starting point guard on this team and starting to thrive and round out to such a good player and a, and a piece that you can look at and say, hey, once at, at no matter what the next uh the next iteration of this team is, Kobe White has shown that he deserves a chance. And he seems like right now he's gonna well outplay that contract that he's on. And so really just good things to see from Kobe White and his growth has just been exponential. I love to see the way that, that Kobe White has been playing in this game, how he's letting the game come to him, how he's just really kind of, you know, just just finding that poise. That's a big thing from Kobe White, is finding the poise that he's had here lately. And so listen, Kobe White is rounding out shooting the ball, a, a decent uh, splits. He's over 40% in three-point range, averaging, uh, taking at that seven three-pointers per game and hitting that at a 40% clip. That will put him towards the top of the league in volume and percentage if he if he maintains that for the whole, whole season. 42% overall from the field. You definitely want to see that improve. But at the end of the day, Kobe White is playing so much better for this team. And, you know, having one of the highest usage rates of his career or definitely since 
you know, uh, DeMar and them came to this team. Uh, he had higher usage rates his first two years, but then 19 and 18 usage rates the first two years with this with this version of the team. And now he's back up to 20. Of course, Zach Smith's time, things like that. His assist to turnover ratio is gone. He's having the best turnover ratio of his career since, uh, you know, his rookie year. Those type of things. Kobe White is definitely improving, and you got to give players time. And, you know, not to say, you know, him, him and Patrick Williams are two completely different players. Kobe White still came in his rookie year and did some things, especially in that second year. But, yeah, you 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 just got to realize that it's not always going to be as clear-cut as what some fans wanted to be. We live in this such a microwave society-type mindset where everybody wants everything now and thinks everything got to be what it's going to be right now. And that's not necessarily always the case. Players develop at their own rate, especially when you're on a team that you're not necessarily prioritizing the offense, right? Kobe is getting to that now, but it takes time. And so, yeah, no, I just, uh, the ball was right there. I went and pick it up and... I seen it was a two on one. Um, I just knew if I threw it anywhere, as long as I threw it high enough to where Valentinus couldn't get it, I knew Pat being so athletic and bouncy and springy, you know, he, he could he could go go get it. So um, and that's becoming his thing. It's like in the game with monster dunks. So, Kobe, do you feel like you're becoming the player that you envision being? Uh, I I, I mean I don't know. Nah. I mean I really coming into the league, I really. Like my main objective was for me was to just get better every day, take it one day at a time. I knew coming into the league, I had a lot to learn. I had a, I had a lot of room to grow. Um, so I never kind of been like a guy like, man, one day I'm, I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that. I just took it as like, you know, um, I'm just trying to get better every day, take advantage of every day and um, do what I need to, to stay consistent and, and, and on and off the court. So. We're seeing Io develop, right? We're seeing Patrick Williams. We're even seeing Julian Phillips. I really want to see a lot more of Julian Phillips. So. As these young players get and take on a larger role on this team, it's going to be exciting to see what this could mean for the future of the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, especially with a trade upcoming at some point, if it does come, uh, what that next iteration looks like and how these players are, pre are preparing themselves to have a larger role for the team. But let me know what you guys think and all that down below. When it comes to the Chicago Bulls, though, we get a few days off before we get back into it at home. Uh, so we get three days off. We play again on Wednesday at home against the Charlotte Hornets. Then we go out on the road against uh, San Antonio and Milwaukee. So look out for that. But the Bulls got two winnable games in Charlotte and San Antonio coming up. And we could be talking about them pushing this win streak even further. And then, you know, what that could mean if the Bulls do have an undefeated week in a week where uh, Zach Levine set out. Oh, man, the, the, the conspiracy theorists on that are going to go crazy. So, you know, we'll end up seeing what that means. But with that said, it's Sunday, so you know what that means. It's still mailbag day. We're going to go ahead and get into that. The first voicemail, this one's from Eads. What's up, Paige? This is Eads Instrument here calling. Um, first things first, man, I got to tell you, I have not laughed that hard in a very long-ass time. Your pregame show, your halftime show, and the postgame show was all hilarious, man. You, to me, are the gold standard of live stream. So I'm going to say that first, and I'm going to say this. That win last night against the Bucks was amazing, but it is also, I, I why why do I, I can't help it but feel like it was fool's fucking gold because it's Billy Donovan, dude. He's still making stupid, like, all right, Booch is cooking, and then all of a sudden, like, Booch is cooking, and he got eight minutes left in the first quarter, and, oh, nope, Andre Drummond. Like, dude, let the guy go. Yeah, obviously, you know, don't play him the whole 48 minutes, but, dude, if he's on a roll, man, like, let him, let the, dude. Let the big dog eat. So it's it's one of those things like, yeah, man, it shows the potential. You know, and another thing that I want to talk about, too, is how do you feel about 
you know, the next game in regards to, you know, would you play Zach Levine or would you sit him down and just bench him? And I honestly think that, you know, I think the coaching staff should bench him because dude's looking already, dude's already looking for a trade. Dude's looking for his, you know, his way out. He's basically, you know, on his, he's on his way out. So it, let the team get acclimated without him and get more comfortable without him because it, it's depth to a proof is in the pudding. The past, the, the games that he's been playing lately, his defense is not there. Is, you know, he, he, you know, you can tell he, he's checked out. So give the young guys a chance to grow. Give the team a chance to acclimate themselves, you know, post Levine. Well, anyways, man, hey, you're amazing, brother, man. Love the show. Love the content you're doing awesome, man. Also, dude, I like that you're going on TikTok, too, man. I love that content, too. I'm at peace. Hey, thank you for saying I'm the gold standard. I don't think that, but listen, I'm glad that I can deliver an entertaining live stream to you. But as far as the Bulls win being fool's gold, now you did leave this before the win last night, so I just want to add clarity on that for anybody who's wondering, well, how are you going to say that? It's more than one win. But, you know, he left this voicemail before then. Uh, here's what I'll say. The way that the Bulls are playing, or it comes down to it's a sustainable style of play, right? You move without the ball. You move the ball around. Like What we're seeing the Bulls do is very sustainable. And so we end up seeing, is it fool's gold overall? I mean, I don't expect the Bulls to win a lot of games in the back half of the season. But one thing is it, it's not really about wins and losses for the rest of the season for the Chicago Bulls. It's about seeing what you have in these guys and then letting that kind of determine what that next phase is going to look like as you get closer to that Zach Levine eventual trade. Now, as far as the last question, players sit Zach Levine. That is a big question. And, you know, kind of with the Woj thing that came out, it all comes down to it's still best for the Chicago Bulls and for Zach Levine for him to play and play well. It just is, right? Especially when you're looking at maybe him taking hits to his trade value, things like that. I still think it's best. But then you also have to run the concern, okay, what is that going to do for your young players? And I think maybe you look at it and say, hey, we got to do this to take care of business. We got to try to maybe up his trade value some to show that he can be a part uh, and play well on, on a team that maybe is winning some games. And then you'd say, hey, but we know we're still going to trade them. So those young guys that have been stepping up for us, those roles are still going to be there for you. Um, but we got to take care of this little bit of business. That may be what it comes down to. But great questions for Eads. Thank you so much for leaving that, brother. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Tim. What up, hey? It's Tim from the South. Just arguing with my guy at work, man. We talked about that Bulls win last night on uh, against Milwaukee. And I was basically telling him, he said, we'd be better with DeMar playing. I told him DeMar and Boop operate in the same area so they kind of get in each other way but if they got rid of DeMar and Zach and whatever we get back we may be a better team without DeMar and Zach because I told him I said DeMar had his own team San Antonio they was trash Zach had his own team Chicago for a while trash Boots had his own team in Orlando and they wasn't really that talented and Boots made the Playoffs, they was eight seeds, and they went against Milwaukee and got the pause put on them. But at least they made the playoffs two years in a row, and he was an all-star in those two years. So we may be better off with a Zach Levine trade for Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, and send them off somewhere and get some a role player back. And we still may make the play in the playoffs with that, with that with Boots as the focal point and a couple of other guys. I don't know. What do you think? Better without DeMar. Now, Here's the thing. Uh, what we saw yesterday is that uh, DeMar that throughout that game learned and adapted to how this version of the team needs him to play. Now, uh, like I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not in one game going to be w willing to bet on or, or blame the Nikola Vucevic performance on him not having more space in the mid-range just because Valanciunas has always been a problem for Nikola Vucevic. Um, but I, I don't think that we're 
here's the thing. In some areas, yes. In some areas, no. And I think you don't have to answer it as a black and white uh, way, right? As far as the Bulls trying to get out and run in transition, I'd say this. If you replace DeMar DeRozan with Io DeSumo in those transition moments, I think that the Bulls are better and, and kind of a, a more dangerous team in transition. But here's what I say as well. Like we saw in last night's game, when you when you are in a close game and you need to kind of seal a victory, DeMar DeRozan is highly important. And when he's also playing to facilitate for others and kind of let the shot come to him when he needs to take it, understand where and when he needs to take over, then yeah, the Bulls are still better with DeMar DeRozan on the court in those cases. So it's not a black and white thing. It's just it's up to coaching on how and when you want to use it, right? And how you go about getting the most out of a team that's trying to play up-tempo but has DeMar DeRozan on it. And we saw Billy Donovan coach a really good game last night, the last two games, really. So, you know, it's really up to coaching to kind of find and strike that balance to understand what the story of that game is telling you and how you thus need to attack it. Because if the Bulls are in a situation to where they're not getting rebounds, they're not getting turnovers, so the transition opportunities are even less for the Chicago Bulls, then that's when DeMar becomes even more important and a higher priority on that offensive scoring uh, tier. But and, and that's fine. That's 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 the smart way to run it. So that's my thought process. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Mello. What up, Paige? This is Mello. I just wanted to say, like, Kobe's playing out of his mind. Just wanted to get your opinion on something. Kobe's playing out of his mind in the last game. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The thing about Cove is he isn't a point guard, and he's doing this. So I think his natural position is off guard. The only reason he's not playing the off guard spot is because Zach is there, but Zach is going to be getting traded soon. So just to get your opinion, I want to see what you was, what you thought about this and the move that they make for Zach. Should they try to get a point guard in return so that way they can move Kobe back to his natural position, which is at the two spot? Or do you think they'll just decide to go a, a different route, maybe get a forward or another center and 
start IO at point because those two seem to actually work well together when they play together along with P. Will. And speaking of P. Will, now we can actually start to see what everybody was talking about as far as his skill level. And I think now that he's had some consistency to his play, you can see there's a lot more confidence in the things he's doing here. He missed a couple of shots or whatever, but he didn't get down on the stuff. And he's done that the last couple of games. So I just wanted to get your opinion, especially on the, the Kobe situation. Do you think they should make a move when they do move Zach? Make sure they get a point guard in return. So that way they can move Kobe to the two spot. All right. Have a good one, bro. See where. Kobe White's re- recent play has been outstanding. I mean, if you look at the last few games for Kobe White, it's just it, he's showing every bit of what he can be in that potential. And that always sounds, looks good, looks effortless and things like that. It's really good to see Kobe White play in the way that he's been playing. I love the, the play of Kobe White. And so, yeah, I, I really, truly appreciate that. Now, as far as not a point guard, here's what I say, and I'm going to come combat you on that a little bit, Melo, is the fact that there's a lot, there's very few true point guards in the league. It really comes down to how the makeup is, of the team is. There's absolutely a world in which you move Kobe to the off guard and you have a, a, a point guard in there, and it could definitely work. I'm not saying that it can't. But there's also a world in which, let's say you do add a three to this team or, or, or whatever, or, you, or the next shooting guard you add to this team is a, is a better facilitator, and then you have like a team full of all, everybody in the starting lineup could all pass, shoot, get out in transition, things like that, and the ball kind of moves around a little bit more freely, or you operate from the inside out with Nikola Vucevic, I think Kobe White's perfectly fine at the point guard there. So when it comes down to it, I think whatever the team gets back, and I don't think they're necessarily going to target a point guard or target a shooting guard, I think this team is going to look uh, for the best talent possible in those deals and let that determine what the next step is for you. I think Kobe White, though, he's showing that he can adapt and it really comes down to the makeup of the team. And so when you have a team that is full of not necessarily facilitators, but people that can't, are solid passers and the ball moves around, Kobe would be fine at point guard going forward. Is he a true point guard? No, but there's not a lot of those. And as somebody mentioned on the live stream yesterday, you compare it to Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's not a true half court set up the offense type point guard, but guess what? He absolutely makes it work. And there are other point guards like that in the league as well that absolutely make it work. That's why team construction is important in determining the roles for the players that you have on this team. So we end up seeing what that next phase is. There's absolutely, I think, a world in which Kobe stays point guard. But there's enough maybe to say as well that maybe he does move off guard and we'll see. But I think I like Kobe with the ball in his hands. And I think we're seeing a player that's really growing in that role. And I would kind of like to see that go. I don't really want to change his role right now while he's learning it and seeming like he's starting to thrive in it. At least that's my opinion. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Cornelius. Hey, what's good? Hey, it's just Cornelius, man. Um, uh, I know I'm, I'm doing this uh, kind of late, so if you put it in, um, cool. If not, I understand, King. But uh, I'm going to uh, talk about something that's um, going to be unpopular to a lot of us Bulls fans, you know. But uh, I'm going to be real. I'm always real with it. Um, I'm an overthinker as well when I sit back and truly did and really sit back and analyze this team. Um, I hope Zach Levine stays. I know a lot of people will be like, uh, no. Um, completely understand. But, and, 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 and to be real, uh, I could say 40% of me wants to trade that too, but 60% of me truly want him to stay. Um, if he sits back and he see the pace of this team and he's watching and he's learning how to actually play with his team, oh my goodness, he will match wonderfully. Now, everybody's sitting up here talking about, oh man, he'll mess up, uh, you know, and he'll be ISO ball, um, Everybody will be sitting there, standing there. Yeah, there is some truth to that. There is some truth to that. It, it might happen. But let me say this to y'all. If this man wants to get traded, he needs to understand how to adjust. You understand? Um, he's not going to be the best player wherever he goes. Wherever he goes, he will not be the number one guy. So he's going to have to adjust his play to wherever he goes. So you sitting back and you watching how these boys play. Um, and, and, and a lot of people forgot. 
I don't know why they said he icy, but Zach is a great catch-and-shoot guy, uh, one of the top catch-and-shoot guys. And if he understands that's what we really need him to do in this offense is to catch-and-shoot and drive the ball and quit the ISO shit, oh, my God, this team will be something different. This team will be back. I'm not going to say being a, a championship, but this will be contending for a playoff, contending and fighting. If Zach just sit back, and like I said, I I know star players don't like this, to, to change up or submit or to change up their game, which Zach got to do. Um, like I said, man, I hope Zach stays, and I hope Zach understands that this is the offense, the vision that they had, and this is the offense that he will truly thrive in. He will truly thrive in. Anywhere else, anywhere else, you got to adjust anyway. So you might as well do it here. All right, see Red Nation. All right, hey. Peace. And while I know a lot of people are going to ask this, is that, like, to me, the hope that Zach Levine stays needs to go. Let, keep in mind, he asked for this trade, and I think that's the thing that we need to go. And at some point, sometimes you run with the team just in. And, and Zach Levine is here. He's known the talent that's on this team and, and possibly what this team could be at the utmost. But Zach Levine is a player that's also facing, hey, I'm about to start, I'm about to be 30. And do I really want to go take chances on a team that could be, or do I want to go to a team that's more surefire thing? And I think that's fair for Zach as well. Like I've always said with the Zach Levine situation, I understand both sides of it. I understand Zach Levine's standpoint as well. Now, I don't won't say he's gone about it the best at times, but I do understand his mindset on if he's just ready to go to a team that he feels like he's competing for more than just trying to sneak into the play-in. I can understand that for any player in the NBA. And so I can't really blame him for that. But, you know, maybe he does see this team and how they develop and play and then says, hey, maybe maybe I do need to stay. Maybe that does happen, right? I don't think so. I think that the writing's on the wall, especially when clutch sports is involved. But you just never know. There have been players before that have requested trades. The team ends up holding on to them, and then things end up working out. So maybe we can be that story. I don't have faith in it, but maybe we can. All right, let's go into the next voicemail for today. This one's from Bulls Daily. Yo, what's going on, ladies? Bulls Daily. What's going on, Chicago Bulls family? Um, I just wanted to come touch on a few things. I'm kind of high. So, oh, please, Devin. But just get that done watching the game. Feeling kind of good. Uh, I know nothing good last forever, but I'm kind of I'm very excited and interested to see how this team continue to grow and build during these next few games without Zach. And then I'm also interested to see how they play and how they team chemistry is with Zach back on the court if he comes back. But I feel like Kobe White has really improved and I don't know if everybody else knows this, but I actually used to watch Kobe White in college and I feel like Kobe White always been this offensive scoring juggernaut. He's always that he's been that like the type of game he had tonight he's been doing that since college it's nothing new like it's just that coming to chicago it really changed his whole identity as a player because he wasn't that main option anymore he's been the main option on every single team he's been on except chicago so that says a lot and i if i'm not mistaken i think kobe was picked at a high draft pick too and, you know, he came to Chicago the first few years. It was kind of shaky. You know, I think he got hurt or something at one point for, and he ended up couldn't play for a long time. But I'm very glad that we kept him. I'm glad that the ownership 
the management, they didn't ever give up on him and trade him. And like you said, hey, you were totally right about that, about how it ain't nothing more better than having a person that you drafted and that continue to grow and develop every year or just grow and develop, period. It doesn't even have to be every year, you know. And like you said, stuff takes time. So I'm really happy about that. And I just feel like this, this board team, after all the stuff that happened in this last little three to four weeks, I really feel like this boys team right now, it's a new type of energy around. I don't even think that they even think about that stuff. They don't even care about it. And they just want to continue to play the way that they've been playing these last few games. So let me know your thoughts on boys there. All right. As far as you, your estimation that Kobe White has been this player all the time, I think, like, looking at the stats, yes, he's always been able to fill it up. But it's more than that. Kobe White has stepped up tremendously defensively. His decision-making has got better, right? And so, like, competition in college and stuff is completely different, and you have to adjust to that. And that's why you've seen Kobe White be inconsistent at times. So just say Kobe has always been this player. No, he hasn't always been this player, not at the NBA level. He had to learn to grow, adapt, and how to find and pick his spots while also being effective in other aspects of the game. And I think, honestly, the way that Kobe went about it, we now have a more complete, well-rounded player. Still got some things he can absolutely tighten up and and develop on as well, but we're starting to get a more well-rounded player. And I think that's the difference between what Kobe West, he's always been able to score and fill it up, always. But it's more than just scoring and filling it up now. He's he's making better decisions. He's a better defender, a smarter defender as well. Still not like at the the basketball, the defensive IQ of a of a of Alonzo Ball or Alex Caruso or anything like that. But he stepped up tremendously in his decision making, his IQ and things. I would say this: Kobe White has improved his basketball IQ more in his time in the league than Zach Levine has in his. And that's not to, to necessarily slight Zach. That's just to more show show how much Kobe White has stepped up in his understanding of pacing and things in the NBA level. And it's been great to see. And so as Kobe continues that growth and development, man, the sky's really the limit for him. Much like you said, I'm extremely glad that we kept Kobe White. Those Bulls fans in 2021-22 season that thought Kobe was going to be moved by that trade deadline, I wonder where they are now. Because Kobe White has really stepped up his game tremendously, and I love that he's done it in a Chicago Bulls uniform. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Big O. What's going on, hey, Big O, man. Yeah, um, you know, I called in yesterday. We uh, talking about how, um, you know, I had a different kind of view when it comes to, like, uh, teams build a championship and fan expectation and stuff like that. Uh, I noticed, you know, I noticed you was, like, drill and beat situation a lot, and I kind of, like, kind of, kind of disagree a little bit uh, as far as that goes because I, I feel like, you know, you got to be – had this them as a young player, got to play basketball, you drive Markel Pulse, we end up having some type of nerve damage in his elbow or his arm or something like that, with some mental issues, um, you know, I think, it's, you know, as a fan, you know, what you want, I feel like the, the most you ask for out of the front office is to put a uh, contender team out there, and then from that point on, it comes down to coaching, and, you know, the players doing what they got to do, um, you know. Philly again, you know, trading for James Harden, all that stuff happened. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I would rather be in Philadelphia 76 situation than the Chicago Bulls situation. They, at least they're right there. They're a piece away, you know, opposed to the Bulls not being nowhere near close. So that's kind of like my take on that. I also wanted to uh, chime in about, uh, you know, my thing with AK is, and it don't matter if, you know, if you're a person that wants them to go, Full rebuild, tear down to the studs, or top heavy. 
I know I called in on your channel before talking about, to me, if you trade your best player, that's a rebuild. I don't really look at a rebuild as having to trade your young people because they're not top contributors. So to me, if you trade your top contributors, you're automatically in a rebuild because you're automatically bad. And in the Bulls' case, they bad even with their top contributors. So it really don't matter. They're they going to be bad regardless, in my opinion. So uh, my thing is I want AK to do right by the team. Do what he needs to do for the team. Uh, you know, you saw the game yesterday. You get to see these young guys play, and that's how you start building value on these young guys. All these young guys are not going to be here when this team start winning again. What you want to do is start building value on these young guys. So when they become trade chips and stuff like that to move pieces around, you can get something good in return. And a part of that is that I don't want Billy. Don I mean, I don't want AK to be keeping this team going because of Billy Donovan. You you know, prioritizing what Billy Donovan want to do because Billy Donovan don't want to lose instead of doing what's right by the team. That's my only really thing about that. Don't be trying to be good because you you and Billy Donovan came to an agreement that you was going to put a, a good team out there. No, you need to do what's right for the team. If Billy Donovan want to coach for the Chicago Bulls, he can coach the team you're going to put. All right, I think we put too much on it being Billy. AK is a president that that wants the team to be competitive. Right, I don't think that AK had this handshake deal with Billy Donovan. No, AK wants to be competitive. That's what he did in Denver. That's what he done. You can still build in the draft while being competitive. And so, like, even you saying, like, the thing, like, oh, well, the young players, they aren't a priority on your team or however you worded it. Like, I disagree with that. That, that still doesn't mean it's a full rebuild because those are players we always knew that part of the Bulls' development this season was going to have to come from the young players taking a step or a leap up. And so – you know, I think that, you know, at the end of the day is that AK wants to be competitive. He wants to try to put a competitive product on the court. That does not mean that you still can't draft or that you still can't find gems in the draft. That's kind of why you see him going after these really raw young players. And maybe a player like Julian Phillips or Patrick Williams does hit that ceiling. And then we look at how he's drafted differently. But I don't think I think it has less to do with Billy Donovan than what you're kind of alluding to and more to do with the vision and the, and the type of team and franchise and culture that AK wants to build. And I think that's the biggest thing, the voice through all of this. is not necessarily a, a, a handshake or a conversation with Billy Donovan. It's that AK wants to be a team that can compete, that at least puts together a brand of basketball that's out there being competitive and not just, hey, we're going to win five games this season, but still at the same time develop, draft well, and do those things. The latter part of that, he hasn't done extremely well yet. But hopefully now, and even Kobe White talking about Peter Patton and how working with Peter Patton this offseason has really helped him kind of understand his shot and 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 get his shot a little bit better and i think those are really big things as well and so as we see that development continue for this team we're going to see better come out of players at least what that's what i hope so but all right that's my time for today guys make sure you guys are following the show at bull central pod on every social media platform you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.